Hello, this is Daryl Bragg. Welcome to the December 2021 RD Energy Stay Current podcast. A lot continues to happen in, in the natural gas and electric markets. Uh, volatility continues to be extremely strong. And new factors are uh, you know, helping electric and natural gas diverge a little bit in the uh, in the uh, r- running in t- tandem together. Normally, natural gas is a key driver of electric prices, and it continues to be that key driver. But in the past, where um, it's normally 80-85% uh, in tandem, we're probably looking at 60-70% to 70% in tandem today. So natural gas being the key driver is having a little less effect on what electric prices are doing, and uh, we'll get into that, why that's happening. But we also know that weather will continue to be a very strong uh, factor in uh, natural gas especially, but natural gas and electric. So it's amazing how much volatility we've seen. Like last, uh, uh, last Friday, November 26th, we saw NYMEX closing for the month of December, settling at a, around the 540 per MMBTU price. Today... Uh, December 1st, we're seeing January uh, NYMEX dipping clear down to the 425 per MMBTU level. Now, will we see prices continue to go down a little bit more or a lot more? It's possible because we've gotten the first week of December is uh, seeing a lot of warmth in the uh, lower 48 states of the U.S., especially in the uh, Midwest and, and uh, heading up into the Wyomings and Montanas, and we're seeing record highs happening out there. In the, but, we, but over in the east, we're getting a little above normal, but we're going to see that in the second week of uh, December, we should see some colder temperatures. We might actually see a snowstorm, things like that. So again, the volatility seems to go back and forth as as the uh with the changing of the weather and and traders speculator traders like to take that information when any new data that comes into the market and really push markets to the extreme one way or the other so going uh from you know 540 on friday to 425 today that's a, a a you know huge drop a huge dip in prices and um but one thing we're not seeing, we're not seeing the prices out in 2023 and 24 uh, dipping like that. So most of the movement of, of natural gas prices and, and in turn electric prices is being done in these winter months, these most current winter months. That's where the extremes are in pricing. That's when where the extremes uh, were that have, you know, when they went up and, and spiked. Uh, over the past past thirty or thirty five days, and that's where we're seeing most of the drop. But long term, we have to look at prices long term because that really is what we need to you know start focusing on. Is what will it take you know for natural gas production to ha- happen more oil production uh, to try to stabilize prices and bring things into control and. Um, Based on the whole global, you know, uh, natural gas demand, um, and we can say that as far as oil, and we can also say that in coal, there's a there's a, a very tight balance between natural gas um, demand and supply, 
in the uh, country and in the, the world. So when you have a, a market that's so tightly balanced, then it doesn't take much for prices to, to dip and rise and dip and rise. And that's what we continue to see um, right now. We're seeing such a widespread between U.S. production prices and uh, prices over in Europe and Asia or international prices that we're seeing pretty much a, a, a 33% uh, price spread uh, for between the U.S. and uh, Asia prices, maybe a $27 spread between the U.S. and Europe, uh, European prices. So that is... Um, you know, really the catalyst for so much LNG being uh, moved from, uh, you know, the U.S. to Europe and Asia to, to take advantage of those wide spreads. And, and where in October, the amount of uh, LNG being moved over to those markets was around 10 BCF per day. And now, even on Thanksgiving Day, we actually hit a record of about 12.5 BCF per day as a new uh, terminal came online in, in late November. By the end of December, we really expect the, the number will creep up to about 13 BCF a day, which will be a new record high for the U.S. LNG uh, producers shipping over to Europe and Asia. So... We know that demand is continuing. That's a, a growing, strong demand, and new terminals are on the table and uh, going to be built with more likely to come on in uh, 2023 and 24, uh, the latter part of 23, that is. And um, so we may not see a whole lot of new plants coming on in 22 or even early 23, but we will be seeing. Uh, right now, it looks like more will come on in late 23 and 24, which again will stabilize, will keep prices, keep support for natural gas prices in uh, the U.S. as that demand for LNG exports go continues to rise. So, have um, you know, it, it kind of seems to be a common uh, thought in the industry that producers want a price of around 350 per MMBTU long-term, maybe over the next 10 years, to uh, be able to uh, incentivize them to want to put more holes in the ground and do more drilling and keep uh, get more active. Because since COVID began, the producers in the U.S., both oil and natural gas, have, have not been entertaining a lot of new production. They've actually been uh, holding back their dollars and not putting it into production, but instead putting it into stronger financial statements and balance sheets and passing more dollars over to the dividends to make their products uh, a little more attractive. Uh, so we've seen a very uh, diluted uh, production market. We're starting to see, you know, price uh, more, a few more drilling rigs going, but there's going to have to be quite a bit more drilling done to keep pace with the amount of production loss uh, that we expect to see over the next year uh, in the uh, shale formations, the uh, the shale formations that was so prominent over the past five years uh, to see as we grew the natural gas production in the country pre-COVID-19, we were hitting new record highs almost every month and every year. 
as these new shale formations came into existence and the drilling was just happening uh, hand over fist, well, the drilling hasn't has stopped for the most part, and those uh, those shale supplies uh, actually go down pretty quickly. They're the big pools of natural gas, and when you hit them, uh, the the you know the the rate that in which they deplete is pretty quick. You may see uh, you know a pretty you know twenty twenty five percent year over year drop in shale production, so you can imagine that new production needs to be happening at a pretty good pace to keep uh, replacing the supplies that are lost. So right now there's a nice, uh, we're probably producing about 95 BCF per day in the country for the U.S., but, you know, we have to keep more production uh, drilling going on to replace what we'll be losing over the course of the year. So as, uh, as we move forward, uh, we also now have to look at the price of coal. So one of the things we saw uh, was as natural gas prices were cheap, a lot of companies, about pretty much every company that could, uh, especially the, po- the power generating companies that is, moved from being using coal to, to the cleaner natural gas. Well, now that natural gas over the past six months have gone has gone up so high, um, we've seen almost every power plant that can move back to coal. Um, you know because coal was was cheaper than natural gas. But the problem has been that uh, that coal has not been in production at the levels that it was before. So we're seeing that many power plants across the country had the lowest coal inventory since the 1970s. And now coal prices are reaching a new level that uh, probably hasn't, hasn't been seen in over a decade. So now coal prices are going up. And if power generation plants are using coal, and that price of coal has really accelerated as well, in addition to the natural gas, you can see that although natural gas today might be falling, those plants that are using a, a coal in their generation and, and that price is actually going up, you, that is a big reason why there's been a little more of a divergence between coal, I mean, natural gas and electric prices. So while we'll see in um, 2022 prices for natural gas dropping uh, new quotes as we're looking for natural gas uh, offers, we're seeing electric offers actually creep up a little bit. In, in general. So, and that's due primarily to uh, coal being a bigger influence in the electric price uh, rather than natural gas. Now, natural gas is still the key, is the primary component because it's still making up, say, 60 to 70 percent of the price. But now you've got, you do have the factor that coal, higher priced coal, is is playing into it as well. So, although natural gas prices might be dropping and dipping right now, um, the coal prices are not. So that is, you know, causing a little bit of a divergence where people, a lot of customers are expecting, hey, natural gas prices is really dipping. Why is my electric price offers that I'm looking at not dipping? Well, the reason is coal, coal prices. So that is a lot of what's going on. Uh, Again, temperatures uh, will be 
you know, the month of December, it looks like the temperatures are going to be about as volatile as natural gas and electric. December looks like there's a lot of uh, cold air up in um, Alaska and Canada, a lot of cold air trapped up there, um, not making it down. And, and basically, uh, by the time we get to the second week of December, uh, December 6th, 7th, 8th, we have the uh, good chance that we're going to see the the uh, jet stream that's currently up in the uh, you know lower Canada and everything start buckling a little bit as we see a little bit of uh, ridging happening over the Alaskan uh, territory and that'll help buckle the jet stream to be to bring come into the lower 48 especially over into the Midwest and Northeast so we're going to see some uh, snow. We'll see some cold, and uh, and that there's been some big snowstorms happening up in Canada. Some of that will get pushed down uh, into uh, Ohio and the Midwest, and uh, so we don't. But what they call shallow air um, is is air that uh, isn't you know real you know forceful. So we're going to see shots of this cold air and then we're going to see it uh, deplete and probably head back up into Canada. So as blocking and ridging happens over Greenland and Alaska, we'll see the belt, the uh, the uh, uh, trend line for gas, I mean trend line for the cold air to buckle to come down and fill the area and then we may see it recede. So we'll see, I think we're going to see a lot of that in the month of December and uh, until something really strong uh, happens to cause those ridges to really set in place. So that's not surprising with a La Nina. A La Nina year normally means that we could get a lot of warmer days, but we also, when ridging happens uh, over Alaska and Greenland, that will push you know the cold air down. So we'll see a lot of ridging uh, happening, blocking happening over Alaska at different times of the winter. And when that happens, we'll get some pretty cold shots of cold air. So, um, so we have to look and say, prices are dipping now. Will these lower prices keep continue? Will um, you know? Will the when colder air comes in, will we see prices push back up? Probably. Will they go back up to where they have been? Maybe not. Uh, depends on whether the you know we get anything like a really polar vortex. If we get a polar vortex, yes, we'll see some uh, strong. Uh, you know, temp, uh, price changes. But, uh, you know, uh, then we have to look at LNG. That's going to be, will that continued growth continue? Will we see production increasing to help keep the, um, the, the supply and demand in check? Um, and then we have to always look at what new piece of information is right around the corner. What piece of new data is right around the corner that we don't see yet will that could affect natural gas and electric prices is it disturbances uh, in the ukraine or taiwan is it uh you know mil militarily that is uh will the prices in europe and asia and the and the and the you know and the back and forth between uh europe and and russia as far as the gas getting okaying their their second pipeline it, you know how would that play effect because international um, influence is having a bigger, bigger um, pull on you know the U.S. prices than ever before. 
And then we have to, I mean, worry about what happens if the U.S. doesn't get a, you know, doesn't uh, increase their their debt ceiling, and thus, you know, what if the U.S. actually did uh, not pay all their bills? Um, you know, we hear that there, you know, that could be a catastrophe on many fronts. So, what will that do to energy if that would happen? So, there's all these things we don't know that would happen. So, we have to try to deal with what we know while keeping an an eye and ear out for what's around the corner that we don't see. You know, we don't. Uh, so, we have to continue to be able to react quickly and and be able to to adjust our strategies based on that. <clears throat> so. I guess we'd say that it's never been more important than today to have a partner like us in RD Energy. You know, uh, you know, we watch the market, we track the market, and you know, you need it. Every customer, every buyer needs to have a strategy and a partner who's watching the markets and trying to help suggest how to buy and when to buy and uh, when to participate in peak load management and demand response and. And uh, because so many things is happening globally and domestically that's affecting natural gas and electric prices more than we've ever seen. I've been in the industry over 40 years. And what is happening in today's world affecting natural gas and electric is just, you know, amazing. It's just amazing. It used to be just weather, you know, uh, many years ago when I started in the natural gas business. It's either be cold or warm and you know, and all that kind of stuff. But now, so many factors are playing a role. So it takes a, a, a strong strategy, one that's adaptable and one that's nimble so that you can make the best buying decisions for your company. So again, always feel free to reach out uh, to RD Energy, to me uh, directly even, to, so that we can help advise and talk to you and plan ahead for your natural gas and electric buying. Because I know a lot of people don't have experts on staff, and we know a lot of you don't understand what's happening, and and you know you don't have access to multiple you know suppliers of electric and gas to really make them sharpen their pencils and quote your business and really uh, get a good you know the best rate possible. That's what we do. We we help. Uh, customers get the best price by making our suppliers sharpen the pencils and get you the best rate. But we also trying to help you find the right time to buy. So whether your contract's up in six months or a year, year and a half, the strategy starts now, and the start and the strategy sessions have to begin when, um, you know, when you're thinking ahead and trying to say what is tomorrow going to bring. How will I control my budgets? How will I keep my prices in check? That's when we talk and plan and strategize. So again, we'll, uh, we, we hope uh, everybody had a great Thanksgiving. Um, we've got a lot happening in the month of December. We, we expect to see more volatility in price. And, um, and everything is you know, on the table. Um, so again, keep, uh, keep looking for our next edition. Uh, we be early January. If something major happens, we will put out a new version and, uh, mid month. And, uh, again, uh, RD energy, we try to always say it's a, it's a place where strategies and savings meet. And, uh, we, we look forward to talking to anybody and whenever you have questions. And again, um, <clears throat> this is Daryl Bragg with the, uh, December, RD Energy Stay Current podcast. Thanks so much.